Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Coffee with Coaches coming for you today. Uh, again, it was me and Dave Menzano, my friend in the UK, quality trainer, nutritionist, and he is going over all things low carb today. It's another heavy episode, dense, of, uh, full of information, so have a notepad at the ready, especially if low carb is something that you're interested in, if it's something that you've tried in the past and didn't work for you, maybe we go over uh, ways that it can work for you and the pros and cons and pitfalls of, of, uh, of low carb dieting, guys. So here he is, enjoy. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Coffee with Coaches, the second part in a series I'm doing with Dave Menzano. He's been on the uh, on the podcast a few times now. Um, last episode we covered the vegan diet, and today we're going over a low carb diet. So, how you doing, Dave? Yeah, really good, uh, Tim. Just been for a six k run, nice. so a little steady run in the sunshine this morning, just to uh, you know get the metabolism going. Get some energy going. Yeah, that's nice. It does look nice weather as well, mate. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not been bad. Eh? It's, uh, it's a bit cooler than it has been in the past because it, it has been really warm, especially for England. Yeah. But uh, yeah, nice. You know, sun is really, really nice. Yeah. So I can't grumble cool. really. <laughs> and um, we are going to get into the low carb diet, but as, we've, as we're both fans of strength training, we ought to talk about. Uh, well, one of the only thing that's happened in strength training for the last while because of lockdown. Um, yeah. We ought to talk about whether Thor's, um, Thor's records should stand. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, I've seen a lot, of, um, a lot of his peers talking about whether it should stand because if you're just going to do it in a gym setting now, What's to stop uh, people well, coming? What's to stop people turning up with a video showing it to Guinness Book of Records and saying, "Look, I did this." Oh, I was in that. oh man, you know what? I mean, if if we put it this way, God, how many strongmen in the past before there was uh, the world? These iPhones and iPads must have done incredible, you know, features. Yeah, of, that's of, true. Of yeah, without the video nobody, proof, <laughs> you know, has ever ever seen them. But um, you know, um, uh, um, Eddie Hall. I've never met him, but he's, he's from Stoke, which is not that far from Nottingham. Yeah. And when I first uh, worked, uh, when I first came to England, and I was working in the city centre in the gym, and uh, his uh, brother, uh, a little bit older, he's probably my age actually, he joined the gym, and he was very, very strong without lifting, and just shows you that the genetics. And at the time, I knew that he had a younger brother who was, you know, doing some some lifting, but he must have only been eighteen or, or so at the time. Oh, really. And and this guy, um, basically the, the the older brother, he was a um, a super keen athlete in in more in terms of uh, endurance, so triathlons and you know, uh, really really long distance events. And he was saying that basically he didn't want to lift because he just gained muscle too easily. And I'm thinking, BS, right? <laughs> you know who's gonna? <laughs> and obviously I didn't know that behind it was this uh, you know these gene pools that really actually. <laughs> might have uh, caused him to to gain all the weight if he didn't yeah. lift weights. And uh, and I tell you what, um, I then left, and because uh, he actually took the place uh, my role in that gym. But oh, he uh, worked. Gonna, he worked at the place. He, yeah, yeah, he, he did. When when I left, he basically took my job. So I just met him briefly, and um, and uh, a good friend of mine that then worked with him, he said, "Man, this guy is so strong. He he doesn't <laughs> lift, 
and he we cleaned up the gym and it's like uh, an Olympic barbell which is 20 kilos with 15 kilos on each side so 50 kilograms in total one arm he cleans it up and he racks it back in <laughs> you know <it's> like, <laughs> he doesn't even lift he just picks me up and he squats so yeah obviously there, there is a genetic component there but yeah I didn't know that he worked there body clock are you talking about body clock no no I'm talking about another place but not not Eddie the older brother Alex the older brother yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy man yeah cool well yeah so Dave says it stands I I don't know man. <laughs> I think he's done it he, he he's has done, done it, it. Yeah. we I think everyone should respect it but whether it should be um whether it should be you know not that it matters but whether it should go into a record book I don't know because uh there was his dad loaded the bar up for example like come on <laughs> so maybe you can do it again right yeah <laughs> if you've done it once you'll have to do it again <laughs> All right, mate. Let's get into uh, let's get into our subject of today, which is low carb diets. And um, as we know, Dave's uh, Dave's going to take up the seat of being the authority on diets in the next uh, over these series of podcasts. But I wanted to get into a, a little bit as a um, coming at it from a, a client's point of view, that uh, a trainer that's worked with clients that often talk about low carb dieting and, and whether they should, whether they shouldn't do it, and um, you know, uh, carbs often get demonized by clients who don't necessarily fully understand uh, much about nutrition. Um, so I'll say now as a, uh, as a guy that likes to be in shape that I like a low carb diet when I'm, uh, if I had a holiday coming up this time last year, I went on a pretty, uh, pretty low carb diet. And like I've said in a podcast previous that I just kept my carbs to two servings a day. Um, but this is definitely low carb, by the way, guys, we're talking low carb today, not um, a ketogenic diet, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, I like low carbs because it seems to be a macronutrient that I can leave out as long as I'm getting one or two servings a day. I still seem to be able to, uh, train pretty well by, it doesn't seem to impact my performance too badly. Um, and I don't need carbs at breakfast. I don't need carbs all the time to, to, to satiate me. And um, I'm not one of these people like, like most trainers and probably most people listening to this podcast, you know, you could have a, a salad without putting uh, potato chips at the side of it. Right. Yeah. But that's my little, uh, that's my little two cents for now, but I'm sure I'll throw in a few more things as we, mm. as we talk about, uh, as we talk about it. And um, I'll try not to interrupt Dave too much, but, I might uh, I might interject now and again. So, Dave, what 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 are you saying, mate? What we what we call in a low carb diet to start with? What are we saying a low carb diet is? Yeah. So, first of all, Tim, I mean, uh, I do have quite a bit of experience myself doing a low carb diet. So, not only working with clients, but also uh, with myself. And as we discussed last week, um, I do. My body tends to prefer a little bit more of a low carb approach when trying to lean out. And, um, but anyway, let's, uh, let, let, let's unpack a little bit more what is a low carb diet, right? Because there are different, uh, different uh, definitions and you mentioned the ketosis before, which is something that it, it is promoted, uh, especially like with the Atkins diets, but maybe we can, uh, speak more specifically about ketosis, ketogenic diets in, uh, maybe in the next uh, podcast. A different episode. I think so, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, just by definition, right? Um, let's look at a very low carbohydrate diet, which would mean 10% or less of your total 
carbohydrate consumption of the day, which roughly should be between uh, 20 to 25 grams a day. Then we've got a low carb diet, which is probably what we're going to be referring more uh, today, is 26% or less, which is 130 grams a day. And then you've got a moderate carb diet, which is between 26 to 40%. And finally, we'd have like a, a high carb diet, which is regarded 45% or more. Now, on a Western diet, typically, people would consume between 45 to 65%. I mean, that is the general, general recommendation that, that you get from, from the government. I don't know you, Tim, but when I first did my PT uh, qualification back in 2004, I mean, that was the approach to try and get 60% of your carbohydrates from diet. Yeah, and exactly. To be, <laughs> to be honest with you, you know what? At the time, I just, I just, and that's the reason why I came to England is, is to do that, uh, that you know, specific course. And I was really, really lean. I was like 67, 68 kilograms at the time. And I was reading, uh, you know, these uh, sports science. I was, you know, also doing the sports science at college. And I'm learning about, you know, high carb for, for performance. And I'm eating, you know, carbs straight away, you know, in the morning, uh, before workout, after workout, doing Lucasate. And unfortunately, <laughs> I got over 90 kilos, the heaviest I've ever been. With, really? You know, I'm out of like. Without training. Without trying try or training, sorry. Without trying, like that wasn't your aim. Man, I, 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 you know what? I, I was trying to gain some muscle, so I was lifting, and I was super active because I was working at this gym that I mentioned before, and I was going to college, so I was. I didn't have a car. I was walking. I didn't, you know, that was 2004, so we didn't have all these Fitbits, uh, etc. That, that we have now. So I couldn't really tell you, but I used to walk and walk and train and walk and work at the gym, so I was super active. And man, I gained a lot of weight in, in the form of fat as well. So unfortunately, but anyway, uh, anyway, basically, the, 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 let's, uh, let's unpack this a little bit more. And what uh, I think that our, our goal here is to uh, give us, you know, give the, the people who listen to this podcast some, some good advice, uh, you know, unbiased as, as much as you can. And, and people can then take, you know, take the, you know, the information that, that they feel is more relevant for them. Right. So. Basically, low-carb diet, they tend to be used, uh, as you mentioned earlier, to lean out. So what does that mean? To, you know, to lose weight, whether it's for holiday, whether it's for wedding, whether it's just for, for, for health. So, for example, some, um, some doctors would recommend their patients, and I've seen these people at the gym before going undergoing bariatric surgery, right? So that they need to lose a lot more weight, right? And before they can have the surgery, they need to... Uh, they, you know, they are advocated to go, advised to go on a low carb diet to lose their weight before they can have that surgery, right? So there are not only some aesthetic uh, benefits, or should we say, uh, reasons why people use a low carb diet, but it can also be some medical interventions, right? Now we we are not doctors, so we don't want to be offering medical advice, but for example, it can also be used for uh, diabetes intervention. And very low-carb diets, as as ketogenics, which we'll discuss in the future, they can also be used, for example, for seizures and epilepsy and things like that, right? Anyway, have you got some questions so far, Tim, on, on what we're saying? Or are we good? No, I mean, sort of, 
I think we've you know described what a, a, a low carb diet would be. I think what's quite interesting there is that you said what a high carb diet would be, forty five percent and up. I think if I take uh, any anyone's diet just out of the blue, and if they've been eating you know at libertum doing what they want to do, not thinking too much about nutrition, and probably uh, I'd even say maybe they're thinking they're eating like a men's health healthy diet. They're mm. probably still in the 50 to 60 percent carbohydrate range right yeah i mean we, we'll we'll discuss a little bit more about you know what what type of carbs people should be should be consuming anyway but what so i mean is they, what i mean is when people come to us as trainers oh yes, oh, yes. It, they're generally if they're not if they're not specifically thinking low carb they're generally going to be in in the 50 percent plus carbohydrate bracket right yeah i mean let, let, let's talk about this a bit more so let, let but um, I want to link it more into the, the mechanics, basically, so people can have a bit more of an understanding of the benefits. So the reason why it is used for fat loss is because it helps control insulin. Okay, so a little bit of, uh, of physiology here. So insulin is a hormone that is secreted from the beta cells in the pancreas in response to glucose or carbohydrates. So when we ingest carbohydrate foods, which it can be anything from pasta, bread, potatoes, rice, fruits, okay? So all of these foods contain carbohydrates and we'll talk about the quality in a little bit later. But let's say that I consume a bowl of cereals, which a lot of people do first thing in the morning. And I see these people come in to the gym and say, oh, you know, but it's healthy. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I have granola, as it says on a packet, it's healthy. And I look at it and I'm saying, well, actually, it is really high in sugar. But anyway, we'll uh, just uh, unpack the insulin a bit more. So what happens is when you eat this, these cereals, which are going to be mostly high in, in carbohydrates and sugar, the glucose, so the sugar enters rapidly into your bloodstream. And now too much glucose in the bloodstream it can be toxic. So the body needs to control it back down, bring it back down. So when we test for glucose and we do this at work, you're looking for a reading to be 5.8 millimoles per deciliter or less. So between, you know, two and a half, three to 5.8 would be regarded as a normal range. Uh, up to 7.9 would be regarded as pre-diabetic, pre-diabetic, sorry. And anything above 7.9 and upwards it would be a diabetic state. But basically, when we eat these carbohydrates, we got this response of insulin to bring the sugar levels back down. And insulin, what it does, not only brings the sugar levels, levels back down to a, a normal point, normal range, but it also partitions the, the, the carbohydrates. So whatever uh, the body doesn't require for, for activity, it gets stored into the muscle, whatever the muscle doesn't need, it goes into the liver and whatever is left over, it gets converted and stored for future energy into fats. So this is why exercising and eating based on activity, which we mentioned last time, it is very important because let's use the same analogy. So if I wake up in the morning and I've not been anywhere and I have my bowl of granola, which contains anywhere between, let's say 30 to 70 grams of sugar, of carbohydrate, sorry. And I then get into my car, like a lot of people do, sit down at work, 
one hour later, I might have a, you know, a coffee or tea and a biscuit. What's going to happen? I'm having a biscuit. I'm going to release this insulin to control your sugar levels back down. I haven't been to the gym, so my muscle don't need any, any glucose, right? I haven't done anything. So my liver was already full because I just had a big breakfast. What's going to happen to him? As you said before, mate, it's going to get stored as, like you said, for if it's muscles and then liver and then for future right. uh, for future energy as fat as you as you mentioned that it's just going to store as fat. So basically, the, the, the advocates of a low carb diet are proponing that uh, uh, are trying to keep insulin levels low, uh, you know, throughout the day to minimize fat metabolism. Correct. Yes, mate. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you up to now. Okay. Carry on. Okay. So, in terms, and, and like I said, so that basically is really, really important, not only for, for weight loss, but also for health. Because if we are eating uh, a, a diet which is with, you know, high in refined foods, then that can then lead to complications in the future. Because, for example, if we are constantly elevating our insulin levels, and this will, will depend on, on different individuals, right? Because some individuals can tolerate better, you know, uh, they are more able to dispose glucose uh, more into the liver, more in the muscle than other people, and, and also depending on activity. So if you have somebody who's highly active, they might need more uh, sugar requirement or carbohydrate requirement than somebody who's more sedentary, right? Yeah. But basically, if you are overloading our pancreas with all of this insulin secretion throughout the day, then that over time, it could, you know, it could lead to problems such as, you know, type 2 diabetes. And... Um, Basically, the carbohydrates, by the way, are not the only thing that, that, can, that can spike insulin. You know, things like stress, alcohol, caffeine, all of these things, they can also contribute to that effect. But anyway, let's stay within the, um, let's stay within the, the, uh, the, the nutrition so far. So, um, basically, the, um, the other thing really that um, if you talk about low carbohydrate uh, diets in general is also what um, you know what problems it might, it might lead to okay so we said that you know it might be beneficial for for weight loss but is that always the case now I know, I know you you've got something on this team I've seen people you know succeeding really well with a low carb diet and I've done that myself and I have lost weight but then I've taken it too low down where I'm I'm really starving myself from, you know, from carbohydrates and I'm thinking, and, and it's funny because if, if you and I would have had this conversation, you know, a few years back, my, my point of view would have been uh, maybe a, a little bit different. And, um, and from doing a, a really low carbohydrate diet, I actually felt, uh, I didn't feel so, you know, feel so good for a while because it can ultimately also put stress on your body. And what you when, you say, when you say you'd have said something different a few years ago, what, what, what is it yeah. that changed your mind on? Well, I, I would have been, you know, a lot more in favor of, of more of a, of a high fat approach, right? I, um, I was of the opinion that, uh, you know, most carbohydrates were, were evil, in, in other words, really. And, and it wasn't really a place in a diet. And it's funny because, you know, if you look at, um, if you look at a lot of research and, uh, on low carb and some of the, the advocates of low carb, they talk about, okay, you know, we don't need carbohydrates in a diet. We heard about essential amino acids, right? So the, 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 the building blocks of the protein. 
we, we hear about essential fatty acids. We spoke about those last week. So the ones found in uh, omega-3 fatty acids and so that, um, that are really beneficial fats that, that we need in our diets. But we don't hear about essential carbohydrates, right? Correct. Because the body can, can produce carbohydrates. Okay. But um, without <laughs> getting too much in a tangent on that, because that could be uh, a little bit more of a, of a difficult conversation on, it, on its own, what the, the problem that I found out with myself as well and with a lot of clients is that then it might lose weight initially, but then that weight loss starts to stale. Okay. And to be honest with you, Tim, you look at a studies and I've compared, you know, different studies with low carb, moderate carb and high carb. And to be honest with you, ultimately every diet can work. You can get people to lose weight on every diet. Right. Yeah. And, if we're talking about it, so if when you say you've studied different three different types of diets, they're low, medium, yeah. high carbohydrate. Would you say that? So I'd I'd assume they're calorie matched, right? So you match the calories. Yeah, exactly that, and you're you're absolutely right. Ultimately, it it, it, it does fall down to, to calories, and well, in in the, the, the you see with the with low carb diets, some of the um, some of the benefits of that, should we say, it can be that you could actually eat a libitum at a, the, the, the only thing really that they control is, is for carbohydrates in some settings, right? So they tell people, okay, you can eat as much fat as you like, as much protein as you like, and we just need to control your carbohydrates. And that might work initially for the first six months or so, but then results will start to slow down, okay? Mm. And the reason why people might lose weight initially with a low-carb diet is because of weight loss from water, Okay, so as you drop your carbohydrates, we can lose quite a bit of water initially in the first few days, especially. Yeah, and that's stored in the muscles, right? So yeah, it's in the cells, it, right? Yeah, I often I'll add this in just just now while we're on a similar sort of point of the topic is that I find when if I train hard and I'm and I'm and I am eating carbs, um, my weight actually can spike a little bit because of. Uh, uptake of, of, of nutrients into the muscles, right? Yes, yes. So, Which is I mean, the opposite of what you've just mentioned there, where people drop carbs and they get a, a, a sudden drop in, in weight. And that can, it, it's quite motivating for people because they think they're mm. losing a load of fat. But in actual fact, it's water from It's water, from yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, carbohydrates hold on quite a bit of water. And, um, and the other thing is, is that, it might aid more satiety because ultimately, this is probably true. If I gave you, you know, uh, a plate now with uh, some chicken and some vegetables and, and some fats, there's going to be a limit of how much, you know, chicken and broccoli somebody can eat, right? <laughs> you know, now you, you had a, a nice, nice taste uh, bowl of uh, spaghetti on the side. Now it's, it's completely different because you know, some foods can be a, a lot more hyper palatable and they're a lot exactly. easier to, you know, to eat, right? And some, some, of, the, some of those are, are the benefits, really. So keeping insulin uh, stable and the satiety effect because, you know, protein uh, is very, very satiety, uh, it's satiating and fat too. And some of, the, some of the studies also show that because protein has a higher thermal effect than other foods, you burn more calories to burn 
to digest protein than you do yeah. with fats or carbohydrates, you could actually burn an extra 200 to 300 calories a day, which can then uh, help with weight loss. That's almost a deficit in itself, right? Yeah. You know, exactly. 300 calories exactly. is not to be sniffed at, really. The, however, no, I mean, I mean, you know, if no, no, not really. I mean, that that could be uh, like a like a little carb, uh, you know, cardio session. You could easily burn, you know, two or three hundred calories in twenty thirty minutes, of, uh, you know, during cardio training. So doing yes. like a uh, you know a light jog or you know or cycle. The let's talk a little bit more though about the downsides of the uh, of the low carb diets. So some of the the low sides. It could be that it's not very sustainable. It could interfere with the social life. So if you're going out, uh, that can gain away. If you, if you, all you trying to eat is is meats and you know and low glycemic vegetables and, and fats, and there can also be some health consequences that people you know always tend to be aware of, such as cholesterol. Right. Uh, you mean because you know, of what they have to eat as a result of cutting out carbs? Yeah, because you your fats, more, your fats naturally go up. Yeah, yeah. Just losing you a bit, so, mate. Are you, uh, uh, have you moved far? I've just lost you a bit of connection. No, I'm here. Can you hear me now? That's all right, yeah. Okay. No, um, basically, the, the if you, the, you know, the, the problems that could be, the concerns of people following uh, more of a low-carb diet where they start to increase the consumption of, of dairy, eggs, meat in general, yeah. is the fear of increased cholesterol, okay? Now, that, that, that again, cholesterol is, is a bit of a, of a difficult topic just to discuss like this. Um, you know, first of all, cholesterol, it is essential. The body produces its own cholesterol. We need it for, you know, for, for the brain. We need it for for nerves, we need it for the, you know, for the cells, you need cholesterol to manufacture vitamin D. So like now I'm in the sun, if I don't have cholesterol in my diet, then I'm, I'm a lot less likely to convert that sun exposure into vitamin D. But anyway, so cholesterol has benefits, but it is also true that high cholesterol can also be then a, an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, especially when it, when it pair it up with other uh, markers such as you know, inflammation, high blood pressure, diabetes, yeah. et cetera. So anyway, but uh, basically, what um, what you see when people adopt a, a high car, uh, um, a low carb diet, sorry, and more uh, higher protein and fats is that it might increase the LDL cholesterol, which is known as the bad cholesterol. But studies also show that it also reduces the triglycerides, which is the most harmful part of the cholesterol, and increases HDL cholesterol, which is, is, is the good type of cholesterol. So uh, basically it shows that a, a, you know, a controlled low-carb diet, it can actually be, you know, it might not be problematic at all for cholesterol. The other, the other thing is, is for renal function. So we, we hear this a lot, uh, Tim, I'm sure that you have as well, that increases, increasing too much protein intake, you know, doing protein shakes and things like that, then can damage the kidneys. But studies actually show that that is not actually a fact. And unless you have renal uh, problems already, then there's no dangers of, of, a, of a higher uh, protein diet. And if we just uh, 
discuss what that is real quick. A protein diet, a higher protein diet, is classified as 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight. So 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight for strength athletes. For endurance athletes, you're looking at 0.8 grams. Now, whether you, you think that that is enough, maybe I don't personally think that that is enough. I guess if you are sedentary, then probably you can get away with 0.8 to 1 gram. But uh, yeah, if, even if you're doing some endurance exercise, I would probably uh, eat a little bit more. Um, yeah, a little bit more. Some people, more some, people um, yeah. some people will be listening to this all know that my recommendation is uh, the lowest 1.2. And to be honest, I like to see people pushing up towards 1.5, 1.6. Yeah, yeah. And that, those are recommendations. I mean, I've looked at studies uh, up to like three grams a day uh, per yeah. kilogram, uh, you know, per body weight a day. But I don't really know if there's any added benefits from added that. Added benefits that, going <laughs> over, what, 1.8, 2 maybe? Yeah, people, people that sell protein powders probably say that, <laughs> that there is. But <laughs> let's, just, let's just clarify that for anyone listening is yeah. uh, what, what Dave's talking about there is. Uh, times in your body weight in kilograms by yes, yes, 1.5, yes. for example, or let's take two as a nice simple number. So yeah. if, uh, so if, if you weigh 80, 80 kilos like I do, yeah. it's 160 grams. Yeah, exactly. If, if I'm doing a, you know, yeah, 100, yeah. yeah, between 120 to 160 to be safe, that will be yeah. meeting your, your, your RDA. Okay. Mm. The, the, other, the other downside that it could possibly uh, you know, lead to uh, following a low carb diet is inadequate fiber intake, right? Now, uh, I tell you this, Tim. When I did a super low carb diet, I didn't go to the toilet for the first ten days. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, f- for me, I, I do, I do feel that is beneficial to eat uh, at least some fiber. Yeah. Fiber, usually you're looking at uh, between 25 to 30 grams a day to meet, you know, to, to you know, for, for it to be healthy. So studies show that if you eat at least 25 to 30 grams a day of fiber, that you know that can have some some benefits and many many benefits Tim, from from cholesterol regulation, you know, blood sugar regulation. So um, many many benefits that maybe we can discuss another time. But basically. Let's, let's give a bit of a, a, a advice to people that want to follow this uh, a low-carb diet and um, so that they make sure they eat enough carb-friendly fibers. If you have two tablespoons of chia seeds, chia seeds, however you want to pronounce them, that will give you 11 grams of fiber. A cup of uh, blackberries will provide you eight grams of fiber. Flaxseed, two tablespoons of flaxseed will give you six grams of fiber. And by the way, especially if you're having problems going to the toilet, so for bowel movements, flaxseed is, is definitely uh, very, very important. And then other, other foods that might be beneficial can be avocados, almonds, coconut uh, meats, so coconut flakes, flakes, things like that. But being mindful for me and for you and our team as well is that the, the, the last ones we've just mentioned, so avocados, almonds, coconut, they're very high in calories. So you can definitely overeat your calories. Exactly. And, and then you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm doing no carb, but I'm not losing weight. Well, yeah, but you're just eating, you know, a thousand calories of, of yeah, almonds. Yeah, calories have not dropped at all. <laughs> but let's, um, sorry, have you got any questions so far? Because uh, I was going to make a couple of um, examples otherwise. Not necessarily on the stuff we spoke about up to now. I mean, 
Um, okay, let's get into it a little bit whilst we're here. Um, what uh, would what did you notice, for example, when you went low carb in from a training point of view? Because I've got people, um, I've got people who might try this, and then and, and we've got a few markers that we test. For example, at my body project training sessions, um, okay. would they expect to see any drop in performance, improved performance? Is it for everybody? Does the same happen for everybody? Mm. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, uh, I think is it for everyone? Maybe not. It, it could. The thing is, with all, all of these diets, all, all even like different training protocols, it might be okay for you now. It might not be okay for you in you know five, ten years time. It depends where where you you know where you are uh, in terms of, of your health when you're doing that. So for you know just to answer your question, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit uh, of an example. Uh, I I mean with my training, I trained on a very low carb diet. And I was able to lift really heavy weights. It didn't really affect me in terms of uh, one rep max. But as soon as I started to do a bit more of a, of a Metcon, so Met conditioning, such as like, you know, people would refer to as a circuit training, man, that stuff is very, very difficult. So in terms of who should be doing it for exercise, I think that if you're looking for weight loss and you wake up in the morning, and you've got a nice warm weather like you have Tim in Abu Dhabi and you get up in the morning before breakfast and you just do a leisurely walk. So I'm not talking about running, jogging, sprinting. I'm just doing like really easy walk. That could actually be beneficial to help you burn fat because your sugar levels will be low, your insulin will be low and you're going to be optimizing fat metabolism. However, if you're going to be doing more of a sprint session, high intensity exercise, then I don't think that's that's gonna serve you all that well. You, glycoly, more glycolytic activities would burn more on carbohydrates. So studies show that people uh, have been able to do long distance events once adapted on a, on a low fat diet. Once adapted team, we're talking about at least four weeks. In that in that uh, way, they'd be able to utilize more fat as fuel. But for yeah. inten- high intensity. 400-meter sprint, anything like that that's going to require more glycogen is not going to be served well from, from a low-carb diet, in my opinion. No. Whereas long, longer-distance events, marathon, triathlons, when you are fat-adapted, fat as I said, it takes studies show that it takes a minimum of four weeks to be fat-adapted. Then you'll be able to utilize more fats as, as a primary fuel and you should be able to, you know, to do well with those events. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's not going to, I mean, exactly. Like you say there, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't dream of doing uh, anything shorter sprints without carbs because carbs are basically short-term energy, right? Yes. I mean, but uh, like I said, I did well with like one rep max, but it was just one rep team. You know, so yeah, yeah. set you know set of uh, chest press, you know set of pull ups, but not in a circuit style with with adequate amounts of rest. So you know minutes to two minutes rest in between sets. Exactly. And I did I did okay with uh, with you know steady steady state, so like a five k jog, so nothing nothing too sprinting. But as soon as I tried to do something more vigorous, uh, yeah, I definitely the energy wasn't there. And if I did it too often, 
I, um, I de- you know, definitely felt like cramping up and, you know, not, not, uh, not good. But um, to go back uh, in terms of, uh, of weight loss in general, what the, the danger with these types of diets is that people that, that especially will adopt a very low carb diet, they tend to be quite extreme, right? So I've seen yeah. clients and I'm sure that you had these clients, they don't just do a low carb diet, Tim. They also do low carb diet followed by spin, followed by kettlebells, <laughs> followed by yeah. uh, body attack, followed by, uh, you know, 5k runs and I've seen some people and I don't know how they get through the day right yeah and then eventually I start to speak to them so well don't lose weight and and I'm thinking how much are you eating well you know they only have 800 calories a day right they're completely afraid petrified of touching uh, you know some rice or anything like that and they wonder they can't lose weight because not only they're not eating, you know, enough to, to meet the requirements of the exercise, but not even, you know, eat enough to, to maintain the, the, the body weight really. So the body was going to happen in those situations that it really starts to slow down. And this is a problem with low carb diet for some people. You said to me before, who is it good for, who isn't it good for? So you find that for some women, it is not good because, there are studies there, Tim, showing that a low-carb diet, it can actually be detrimental for thyroid function. Now, I don't want to make this too complicated, but you do need some glucose for the conversion of T3 to T4, which is T3 is the, is the more active uh, thyroid. Yeah. And that needs to be converted to, to T4 in order to function properly. And what you find is that a very low-carb diet, especially when you combine it with lot of exercise which is also stressful then that can then slow down your thyroid and uh, you just heard me say stressful by the way anything that you change that you, your body likes to be in a balance right allostasis and whenever you you get the body out of that sink that can be a stressful so you, if you're not slept enough that can be stressful you're not eating enough it's you know it's stressful even if it's good for you to lose weight for some people right it is going to be still a stress in the body and those are the stresses reason why these people some people can't lose weight even when they really cut back on the calories is that they can then secrete far too much cortisol which is the stress hormone and guess what when you have chronically high levels of cortisol then that leads to more weight predisposition around the waist so when you see these people that are hours and hours in the gym running on a treadmill and they can't lose weight yeah you know so some people they just eat too much I, I agree with that but there are some people that generally you know they, they, they just really starve in their bodies and and the body goes into that defense mechanism where it tries to hold on to as much fat as as possible and the last thing that wants to do Tim is to let fat go it loses protein uh, from the muscle so you start to have muscle loss from your limbs from your arms from your legs because muscle is more metabolically active, it, 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 you need a lot more energy to, to maintain your muscle. Okay. And instead, it holds on to as much fat as you can. Normally, it tends to be in your waist. So I'll jump in a little bit there. Not, not because I necessarily disagree with anything you've said, but the, the primary thing of any diet, let's say people are 
generally their dieting for weight loss, right? So health should be the first thing we go to, right? We need to be healthy before we look at losing weight. So every diet we're going to do, we want to think about being healthy and going like Dave said there to hours of cardio and a super low carb or even a super low calorie diet isn't going to be healthy. So the body's not going to do what's good for it. And what's good for it is to lose weight. So just to hopefully just simplifying what Dave said and not, um, not making it overly complex because what I really refrain from doing in my, uh, you know, content that I put out there is I really try to not let anybody, not give anybody the, the, the more simple I think we make these things, the better. Yeah. And the amount of times I've, I've, I've come across people that are overweight and they, they think they need to eat more to lose weight is unheard. Like you would be surprised how many times I meet people like that. I'm like, let's slow down a second. Eating more to lose weight isn't necessarily a thing. Let's just try cutting back on calories before yeah. we start. No, no, no. I, I agree with what you're saying. What, what, what I'm talking about here was, was some extre- extreme cases where people. Exactly. I think that's uh, I do a lot of exercise. They probably need to eat 2000 calories a day at least. And they're only eating 800. And over yeah. time, the body can, can start to damage itself. So, mm. yeah, mm. no, that, that is completely different. For most people, you, you do advocate a, a calorie uh, deficit. But um, without making this too, too complex, I've got a couple, a couple of questions from uh, some of the listeners, uh, Tim, that uh, I want to address as well. Um, and this is very important because what you find with going on a low-carb diet, then again, this goes back to the question, who is it good for? It is not good for people who might have anxiety problems, depression. So for those people, they need more serotonin. Going back, going on a very low-carb diet, it can really affect the mood. So those people might need to keep some some good carbs in there. And by the way, we're talking about good carbs, right? So we're not telling people to eat chips and pizzas and, and things like that, but we're talking about sweet potatoes, you know, plantains, uh, you know, rice, quinoa, oats, all of those are great, right? So for people, you know, suffering with, 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 with mood uh, problems, I would definitely recommend eating some, some, some carbohydrates in the diet. Things like exercise uh, are very important because exercise prom- prom- uh, promotes serotonin. And you said the other day as well that you need to have some carbohydrates for sleep. So, you, you know, you do find that you, when you eat a bit of carbs at night, it and good quality carbs and not too much, of course, it can actually promote a serotonin, tryptophan, which will then feed into melatonin. So those are precursors for melatonin, which will help you sleep. And, um, and you know, good sources, however, for people that do, do want to have more of a low carb diet for, for weight reasons, and they don't want to have problems with the mood, is making sure that they have enough eggs Cheese can promote tryptophan as well. Salmon, tofu, nuts, seeds, turkey. And in terms of carbohydrates, you've got foods like kiwi, plantains, bananas, um, blueberries, tomatoes. Okay. All, you know, all these foods can also, they have moderate amounts, not, not quite as much as, as some of the carbohydrates, but they will still promote some of the serotonin. So, yeah, basically, um, if, if you do suffer with low mood, you might need to have, uh, a little bit more carbohydrates in your diet. Sure. All right, cool. And um, what, I mean, uh, another thing that I drive home with my clients a lot, and we touched on it earlier on, is um, 
I think the, the, the primary thing of a diet, really, it needs to be maybe not necessarily sustainable, although sustainability is important, but some people might want a, 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 you know, to drop some weight quickly within a month or two. Um, how, how big of a deal is it? Because, for example, not to compare it to the keto diet, but we, we know that we have to, if you're on a ketogenic diet and you want to stay in a ketogenic state, your carbs have to be super low, like you said there, what was it, 10% or so? Um, yeah. for, for a duration, right? So we're talking, we fall into ketosis after mm. 10 to 12 days or whatever it is. Um, is that a problem with a, a low carb diet? If somebody wants to do a low carb diet throughout the week, for example, but on a, a, fri a Friday or a Saturday, the weekend here, um, they want to have a pizza out with friends and it might push them for that one day a week. Um, by the time they've had a pizza and a few beers, they've gone up to 60, 70% carbohydrates, which is what we know isn't low. Is that an issue? Uh, an issue for, for weight loss, do you mean, Tim? It, well, for example, it, I do mean that, but taking um, a calorie deficit into account um, and that let's even say that that day, that indulgent day where they have a, have a, you know, a, a, a meal out and stuff, let's say that that is still in a calorie deficit. Yeah. Is pushing your carbs up for that one day a week a problem? I mean, there are, there are some types of, uh, of carb, you know, low carb diets that they do like a cyclical, uh, yeah. low carb way, for example, there was a really popular one, um, the anabolic diets from one of my Italian countrymen, um, I forget his name, Pasqua, uh, I forget his name, but anyway, the anabolic diets and that basically it promoted a very low carbohydrate diet during the week. It was like ketogenic diet, sorry, Mauro di Pasquale, his name is. So low carb during the week and then he recommended a high intake of carbohydrates during the weekend. Okay. And there are, the reason why some people might do that way is to then, because the carbohydrates are also anabolic team, meaning they, they can actually, because of the insulin, they actually promote muscle mass as well. Exactly. So if you do go too far down on, on a low carb diet, then it could be more of a catabolic type of diet as well. So people can, can do it for that way, for, uh, for that reason. So, it, you know, people will often use a cyclical carbohydrate diet to actually, um, especially when you do a low carb, if the weight gain starts to slow down, they might find that doing a, a day of higher carb can actually help them with increasing the metabolism. However, I would not recommend doing pizza and, and, and beer. Because, <laughs> no, not, uh, like a, not like a cheat day as such, but, no, um, but putting no. carbs in um, strategically for, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to sustain glycogen in muscles yeah, and stuff and, like that. It might that. find it's going to help you with performance. It might, you know, it might help you, you know, to train a little bit harder as well. So, yeah. But if, the, the other question that we had, uh, Tim, was uh, some ideas, right? So people that go on a low-carb diet, what, what are some ideas? So, for example, you could start the day with, with a smoothie, with uh, almond milk, some natural, uh, natural protein powders. And so if you're doing like a vegan diet, that would be fine. You can just use like a rice or hemp protein. You can put some berries, some nuts, uh, nuts, butter. So that would be a good option. You could do a vegetable omelette. Now, this is going to be more for vegetarians. 
So uh, with some mushrooms and tomatoes, you can do some scrambled eggs with salmon. Uh, you can do uh, a bowl of mixed berries with some uh, natural yogurts, some nuts and seeds. You could do cottage cheese with, with some berries and seeds, which these, to be fair, some of these are also good as, as snacks. Um, and, uh, and in terms of, of, of lunch, it could be like a chicken with avocado salad and some butter beans. It can be a salmon a salad with, uh, with some kidney beans. So this way you can also get enough fiber. It can be tuna with, uh, with, some, uh, uh, with like a hard-boiled egg sal uh, salad. So you see it always trying to get some form of fiber in those, in those meals. Yeah. Uh, evening meal, it can be, uh, you know, chickpeas served with, uh, with different vegetables. So that would be a good one for vegans. It might be baked fish with some broccoli, with some uh, sweet potatoes on the side. So, um, you know, trying to Yeah, get there's, there's plenty. And, and like we said, a little bit like we said last week with the vegan diet is if you're going to start something like this, Yes. You don't want to just go to taking out the things like, for example, last week, vegans, it's not a vegan diet. It's not a good vegan diet. If you just go, right, all animal product gone, I'll eat all the other stuff. Yeah. It's not a good low carb diet. If you just go, all right, I just can't have anything with carbs. And you've got to say, what am I going to replace those carbs with? What healthy fats and what healthy proteins do I need? And what exactly. do I need to get fiber and stuff? So, so for my, um, you know, from my point of view here in terms of uh, trying to be unbiased as we can and, and helping people, that would be my advice. So people that don't want to do a low carb diet, make sure you don't, it doesn't be, it's not too extreme. It might be good to, to cycle in and out. So do a couple of days slow, one day moderate, one day high, even depending on, on activity and depending on how much weight you, you also need to, uh, need to lose. Some people that don't have as much weight to lose, you might find that they can do more, more moderate days. Uh, definitely yep. on a on a hard workout days, I would I would add my carbohydrate intake. So maybe we could talk about that in a, in a future episode. And getting enough uh, protein, not too much protein. Uh, so we, as you said before, that 1.5 to 2 grams per kilogram of body weight. Making sure we get enough fiber. So those 25 to 30 grams a day. By the way, with the protein as well, trying to get enough uh, enough uh, balance between you know meat and fish and, and things that yeah. balance out your omega three and, and omega six, and with that also the fats, so good fats, uh, avocados, olive oil, olives, um, flax seeds, uh, walnuts, all all of those oily fish, all of those are going to be good source of fats. So you don't just want to go and eating like steak and eggs every day because Exactly. I don't think that would be very balanced. Exactly. Right. So um, that's the, what would, uh, I mean, that's, they're a great bunch of recommendations for anyone wanting to trial a, yeah. a low carb diet. Have you got anyone you say that you would say it is definitely, definitely not for? Uh, definitely not for, um, as I said, somebody who's suffering with their severe depression, probably, probably not. Um, you know, somebody who's pregnant, probably not. Thyroid issues. You mentioned thyroid earlier. Sorry? Thyroid. Yeah. Somebody who's, who's got, you know, thyroid dysregulation, probably not either. I would definitely recommend some good quality, quality carbohydrate. Like I said, you know, sweet potatoes, plantains, things are going to be low on the glycemic index. So basically, uh, more, more higher, higher fiber, should we say, so they don't enter your, they don't spike your sugar levels too high, like like we said at the beginning. 
Yeah. And another wor- thing worth thinking about, guys, if, you're, if you are um, maybe thinking about doing this as a diet, take your personality type into account. I do, um, I do quite a bit with people and, you know, their, their sort of psychology around eating. And if you're an obsessive, um, it's probably not the one for you. Dave mentioned earlier about people going hell-bent on um, not just dropping carbs down to, like we said earlier, a, a low-carb diet, but not being, being afraid of carbohydrates. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about strategically planning a diet, not just being um, terrified of eating anything that might spike your, spike your insulin levels or yeah. might uh, look like it contains some carbohydrates. If you're an obsessive, it probably isn't going to be the one for you. If you're, um, I mean, I'd, I'd even go as far as to say as if you're, if you're, and uh, if you enjoy carbohydrates from a from a daily point of view, if you think that there's carbohydrates that you could not live without, I'm not sure that putting in a diet that you would find so difficult. Um, I don't think that's a, a a recommendation that I'd give to anybody. Yeah, like with any diet, Tim, it's gotta be sustainable. If you, yeah. if you don't like it, if you can't see yourself doing it for a while, then equally, um, you know. I mean, I, I think with a lot of these diets, it, it, there's also an argument that say, if you do them uh, in a cycle, it might be okay. You know, it might be okay to do uh, a low carb diet from time to time for, for one or two months, followed by uh, a higher carbohydrate. Yes. So depending yeah. on, on, on your goal and, uh, and, and you know where you at? Like I said, if you are gonna be mostly sedentary, do you really need to eat a big plate of pasta and rice? No. But if you are enjoying in, in a lot of exercise, then you definitely, uh, I would definitely uh, utilize the carbohydrates more strategically in that way. Cool. Right, mate. Cool. That's uh, that's been a great insight into our second diet of this series. Um, we should get the list of the, the t- I did say 10, didn't I? We should get the list of 10, definitely 10 episodes, but hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get 10 diets that we're going to cover, yeah. um, including ours. I was just thinking, Dave, we should do a, do an episode on our diets and what we well, do. Halfway, um, we could do either keto or, um, or um, intermittent fasting maybe next week. Yes, mate. Yeah, they're both good options. I will um, say goodbye and wrap this up for now. Dave, you stay on the line. Uh, So this has been Coffee with Coaches, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here. And uh, Dave, we'll see you next week. Yeah? Yeah, thanks, guys.